Jonathan Pajak here from Lens Culture Photography. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope everybody's having a great holiday. I've been kind of MIA from the podcast scene uh, recently just because the holidays, November was crazy. I had like 12 weddings. It was insane, um, but we are getting back to it. We're starting and finishing up this year, right, and starting 2020, right? I can't believe it's 2020 already, guys, but thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, this episode is, is really for the brides out there, the brides the brides-to-be and the people that just got engaged or get, getting engaged this engagement season. It's basically going to be a, a 10-question, maybe a few extra ones in there, um, a questionnaire guide you should be asking your wedding photographer. Um, I'm currently actually helping my sister plan her wedding, and I came up with this list when we sat down to to look for the photographer for her wedding. So I hope you guys enjoy it, um, and be sure to tune in to the end because I might give away a few extra um few extra ones as well so let's get right into it so first i want to preface this that these are 10 questions that i came up for my sister when we were looking for her wedding photographer i don't think you need to ask all of these um especially if you already know the person or have kind of seen their style of work um but also you know I think that if you do ask them all, it would be um, to the photographer, they'd be like, oh, wow, this person like really knows what they're interested in and maybe might take you a little bit more serious. I can't really say for, per se because I'm looking at it from the industry out, you know, instead of like um, a bride to be. Um, but the first one I want you to ask is describe your editing style. Now, to me, this is really, really important because I would hate where if I booked a photographer for my wedding in May and you know she shows up in, in and it's January right now and she she shows up to my wedding in May and the photos on on her portfolio aren't going to be the style and coloring that I will be receiving and that would just be really frustrating because you fall in love with the photos on, on a photographer's website or Instagram or whatever, and you want your photos to look like those. Obviously, it's going to be a completely different setting and stuff like that, but the colors, the contrast, the tones, all of that you want to be consistent. That's usually why you hire a specific photographer over somebody else. So knowing their editing style shows that they're consistent. For me, I have created five to six presets that I use pretty much on all of my client work that is in my wedding portrait brand. And that helps me consistently be consistent where a wedding that is in December looks the same that the one is in, you know, August or September. The The season's different, you know, it's a little bit cooler in, in December and that might play into the editing a little bit, but the overall tones are always going to be consistent. And that's just crucial because you are going to get exactly what you what you hired. So very good question there. I have that as number one. I actually think that may, may be one of the most important ones, but especially if you're just like really in love with the style of that person's um images so number two so how many cameras do you bring on a wedding day now we're going to get more into like some of the actual business side ones so what frustrates me the most on when i shoot video or even photo and i see videographers doing this too is that when they come to a wedding with just one camera i don't think i don't think you should be charging um couples and clients x amount of dollars when you only have a single camera that could you know accidents happen at wedding days you know i you can be walking from the from the cocktail hour to do family portraits and uncle bob who's had a few too many during cocktail hour bumps into you and you know you drop your camera and it's broken next thing you know you have no professional camera that's shooting a 24 megapixel image so you're getting all 10 megapixel iphone photos and that's pretty much all of the photos from your wedding day so it's great if your photographer is going to have a backup so knowing how many camera bodies they bring on a wedding day whether 
I personally think two is good. If you're shooting on one all day, three, I think is like the best. That's what I bring. I have two bodies that I shoot on all day and one stays in the car just in case something happens to one of those bodies. Um, third question. Again, this is very business side. Does your camera save to multiple, multiple SD cards? Now, the importance of this is because if you've ever had your hands on an SD card, they're about the size, I'd say, a little bit more than a quarter. And they're small plastic cards. They do make a lot tougher cards now that are that are built to withstand a little bit more um, of falling into sand and water and stuff like that. But ultimately, they're still plastic. They're, they're still small. They're still easy to step on. They're still easy to drop places you don't know. And when you have a camera that can save to both SD cards at the exact same time, what you're getting is redundancy. So after on a wedding day, what I do is once I shoot to 64 gigabyte cards because it makes me want to take those cards out of the camera once they're full. So if God for God hopes not a card fails, then I will still have another copy of that card. Or also I've already switched out a card from earlier since I'm only shooting on 64 gigs. You'll get people that shoot on like 256 gigabyte cards that just shoot the exact whole day on one single card. And that kind of scares me a little bit. I just don't like the idea of having every single photo on one card because if it fails, well, you're kind of screwed. Um, so yeah, definitely I think that's why it's important to have a, a camera that records some multiple SD cards. I take one when when one set of cards gets full, one goes in my pocket and one goes in my hard case. Because God forbid, you know, somebody steals my camera bag at a wedding, it's happened before, then you know, I at least have a copy of those images sitting in my pocket rather than in the protective hard case, which my pocket's not really the best place, but that's the dual. Um, the redundant card that has the extra photos on it. So yeah, multiple SD cards very important. Uh, fourth, let's see. Do you bring spare camera bodies to my wedding? So that's just a pretty much a runoff of that second question. Um, having one is is great. Uh, having two, if you shoot with two cameras all day, is awesome. Um, I shoot with two cameras all day because it gives me that flexibility, not having to like finagle with switching lenses or not switching them because I or not taking a photo with a different lens because I have to switch it and we don't have enough time. Um, but having a spare for that reason is very good because if one goes down, you'll be able to just swap it out and continue with that same style of photography that that photographer is known for. Not the most important one, but definitely one you could ask. Uh, let's see. Fifth, do you rely heavy on natural light or are you experienced with flash photography? Um, with me, I think that a lot of professionals kind of, you know, you hear the saying all the time, like fake it till you make it, which is true in a lot of sense, but also it's like learning and knowing things up front on like with somebody's one and only day of their life. Like a graduation session, if something fails, you can reshoot that. You know, a um, you know, an event, you can't. A wedding specifically, that's only going to happen one time. You know, so if you if you hire a photographer that their whole portfolio is all natural outside light photos, you have really no clue how they are with off-camera flash, which is, you know, close to half your day. The reception, half your day after 6 p.m. and majority of the time the sun is down, everything is going to have to be lit with, um, you know, off-camera flash or on-camera flash. So having a photographer that's experienced with that is um, very crucial. Um, so basically, there's two ways you can kind of get the answer to this question. You can ask them for a full wedding day gallery. So see what a gallery looks like from start to finish, because obviously it'll include a lot of reception photos in that as well. And you can kind of see what those are like. Are they really dark and grainy? Well, that means they don't really use flash at all, or maybe they just aren't really experienced with it. For me, I, I use an on-camera flash, and I set two flashes off-site that I can control with that on-camera flash. A lot of professionals nowadays do that same system, so it allows me to be able to change things without actually walking to those flashes that are in the reception. 
Um, so the next question kind of ties into this. It's how many flashes do you bring on the wedding day? And then like, where do you usually set these flashes up? So like, I guess this is a two part one. So really, I just want to make sure that somebody has a spare. If they're only bringing one flash and their experience with off camera flash, that's, that's cool and all. But if they, if that one breaks or something, then they have no flashes and you're going to get really grainy and like a lot of black and white pictures in essence, because black and white can save a lot of that grain sometimes. And then where do you usually set these up? This is more so to know um, if they're going to be very, like for me, I'm the type of photographer where I don't like to obtrude on the day. So like, I'm not going to like po like get really, really close to the bride and groom during the, the ring exchange. Like I want to, I want to get amazing photos all while guests are saying, oh wow, I didn't even know that photographer was there or didn't even know how did he get that photo I didn't even see him there so, so like that's what I like to do um so knowing where they set the flashes up can be very crucial because you can kind of get a, a, a vibe on like how they interact with the actual wedding day I like to be very non-intrusive like during the ceremony I'm usually on the outsides of the of the whole ceremony I'm never really getting very very close except for the first kiss where I'm like halfway down the center aisle which I think nobody's really looking at me anyway since they're you know focused on the the bride and groom obviously um, next question is for post-processing here. So do I receive high-resolution JPEG files and the full printing rights? So basically, I have seen where I've had friends of mine that reach out to me like, hey, like I was wanting to get a canvas. Like, could you recommend like a, a somewhere to get a canvas print? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like use this place, this place, this exact same place I print for my for my clients. And then like, oh, it says my like my my file size isn't large enough or my resolution isn't good enough. And I'm like, oh, like what? what how many megabytes is it and they're like it's a one megabyte file which is a very small compressed file when it comes to a 24 megabyte photo um so they're not really receiving those full resolution jpegs so you can't really print those really really large um you want the full res jpegs 100 percent quality after when they export their photos that way later down the line if you want to print a big canvas for on your wall or you want to print like a poster for like a 10-year anniversary or something like you want those full resolution JPEGs, so you have that availability. Um, and then the printing rights is just so you don't have to print through the company the photographer um, works through. For me, like I always say to people, if I give printing rights 100% always, but my thing is don't go print my $2,000 photos somewhere that sells a Snickers bar. I want you to take these high resolution JPEG files from your wedding day that you spent, you know, 10,000, 20,000 plus dollars on to somewhere that specializes in printing photos with high quality paper and high quality printing. The 99 cent 5x7s at Walmart are going to shame these pictures. They're pixelated, they're never really good, they're not nearly as crisp as, as something like Miller's or, you know, Pixie Lab or something like that. Um, so definitely take your photos somewhere where they specialize in printing photography. Next question is when can I expect my photos to be photographs to be delivered to be delivered? Whew. I can't tell you guys how many times I've been on Facebook and have seen people complaining like, oh, my photographer, you know, uh, it's been like six months and I haven't got any of my pictures. And I'm like, did you ask beforehand? Is it in the contract? And like, they're like, oh, no, where does it say? I'm like, OK, well, you can't really be mad because you didn't really ask. Like, have that expectation. For me, I do 30 to 90 day deliveries, 90 more closer during this time of the year when I have 12 weddings in a month, 30 more closer to 30 during like, you know, January to June usually or something like that. Um, so definitely ask them when you can expect their photos to, to be delivered just so you're on the same page. I actually send an email out the very next day after I've looked at a few of the photos and tell them how awesome they did and how awesome it looked. And I tell them like, hey, right now you can expect it to be 
my average window is 30 to 90, but I'm thinking more near to 45 for you guys, just based on how many weddings I have to edit. So a really good question to ask just so everybody's on the same page. Sorry, guys, I know this is a lot and I'm just rambling off, but if you find this really helpful, please, 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 it would appreciate me so much if you just went and downloaded the guide just so I can see that people actually care about it. Also, head over to my Instagram and give me a follow at Lens Culture Photography. Um, I try, I'm going to try to post more like bride and groom help content rather than just photography content. So if you find these very this very helpful, let me know. It'll help me make, make more things in the future as well. So continuing on, next question. Will you help construct a timeline? A timeline is very, very, very crucial. Um, I think that some of my best weddings where I've got my best photographs have been when the day has been smoother because you don't have that like annoying stress and anxiety of a wedding day that is like making you rush with photos or rush with things or making you think that you have to get the couple back. Like having a very good timeline that um, is constructed by both all the teams. And when I say all the teams, like for me, I reach out to the DJ and say, hey, he has range on the reception. I know that. I'm not trying to take range. The only thing I tell him is like, hey, if they have a nice outside venue, schedule in some time for don't schedule in anything during 10 minutes before sunset, 10 minutes after sunset. I'm going to take them out for a 20 minute um, session. We're just going to do some sunset pictures. I'll bring them back in. But I, I collaborate with the DJ, with the videographer, with the coordinator or the venue, whoever's doing the, t the day of timeline. And I say, hey, let's get all of our, our all of our timelines on sync. That way it's perfect. And we can deliver this timeline to the couple with full confidence. So having a photographer that will help construct this timeline or even just care about the fact of the timeline and won't just be shoot, showing up and shooting whatever they think they need to shoot, it, it's 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 a game changer. It, it shows somebody that actually cares about your wedding day. And you're not just a number in their book. So definitely think about that. Oh, that's a must ask for me, in my opinion. Moving on to the technically last one um, is should I hire a videographer for my wedding? And this one, I want you to ask this in this specific way. And I'm not only saying this because I also do videography, but I can't tell you how many times I get frustrated when I have couples that hire photographers that literally don't care about the videography or the videographer at all. Like I've showed up and there's been photographers that have just been so mean and like, Hey, I'm the priority. Don't get in my way type photographer that I, it's they're They're so difficult to work with that. It's like, it, it is very, very tough for the photographer and the videographer to get beautiful images, beautiful video when they just can't work well together. So I wouldn't say they have to have worked together. If they have worked together, that's amazing. If they already work together consistently, awesome. But just getting it to where, oh, if the photographer's like, oh yes, like get a video. Like the videos are beautiful. Like my photos are going to be amazing. You'll be able to print her for you to put on your nightstand, but to watch a video from start to finish, it literally will be like reliving your wedding day. If you hear a response like that, that's a photographer that like I would be interested in and you should also be interested in. So yeah, guys, these are just the serious ones I wanted to tell you about. There's a few more um, that I wanted to just like brush on really quick. Like also just, you know, booking somebody that's going to be in contact with you throughout the process is huge to me. For me, I have like a 12 month email list. So if you book me without with 12 months in advance, you're going to get an email every month with just a tip or a piece of advice that I just want to tell you that I've seen from shooting weddings that, you know, couples sometimes will forget or don't think about. And that's the crucial thing is like having somebody that actually cares about your wedding day and somebody that wants to make it the best they possibly can. 
Um, I hope this was helpful, guys. I don't want to ramble too, too much longer. I kind of wanted to make a quick episode today. Um, but definitely head down to the description or the uh, show notes of this podcast and just download this guide. You'll also get enrolled in some other like um, tips and stuff I'm going to be sending out as well. Um, so if this helps you, please, please, please download the guide. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I really hope everybody has a great Christmas and um, really gets everything Santa, everything they wanted from Santa. It's not really all about the gifts, but I got myself a few uh, gifts from Santa this year from um, Black Friday sales, but all business related. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you on the next podcast. Peace.